0: I'm not afraid. Are you? The Watchman Speaks discusses biblical solutions to modern day dilemmas. I'll tell you the truth, even if it's not what you want to hear. I am the old Watchman, Ezekiel. I pray you listen. Welcome to The Watchman Speaks. I'm your host, Lonnie Richardson. This is the 50th episode of The Watchman Speaks. I'm rather proud of that. It's not that I've acquired a huge following, because I haven't. If things progress as they have been, I should reach 200 downloads by the end of the year. Now that's not many, I grant you. It almost seems counterproductive. I mean, I've logged in over 450 plus hours and spent more than $5,000 in gear this year producing this podcast. And all that for 200 downloads. Is it worth it? In my estimation, yes, it's worth it. Many would have quit by now from the monetary expenditure alone. Not to mention the combined total of almost 20 days' time invested in study, reading, research, writing, recording, and editing. Oh, I thought about quitting. But I can't quit. Not now. You see, I don't do this podcast so that I can become famous, or wealthy for that matter. I do this podcast out of faithfulness directive of the Holy Spirit of my living God i have no personal ambitions other than to be obedient and to see god glorified if what i do helps one person just one then the expenditure of time and money has been worth it and besides i am resolute in that god put this podcast into my hands holy spirit will bring who holy spirit brings perhaps this podcast is a means of testing me or rather to show the devil that i just won't quit I was prodded by the Holy Spirit to start this podcast. I'm not aware of any instruction to abandon it merely because I perceive that it is not doing as well as I had hoped. But it is doing as well as I would hoped. I didn't expect it to become the next Joe Rogan show. I expected it to have about 200 downloads for the year, which is about where we are now. In the coming year, I'm taking my expectations out of the equation. I'm expecting great increase. I have been faithful to the calling. I have missed one week producing a podcast this year, and that was the first week of May when I made a trip to Louisiana to bury my brother. If this podcast serves no other purpose, it will document biblical topics that are rarely, if ever, spoken of from a pulpit in the Western Church. The time will come when people will desperately seek the information contained here. So we're at 50 episodes in counting. The Watchman Speaks will continue for a second season in 2024. Maybe a few changes in the format, I'm not certain yet. But the Watchman Speaks will continue. And additionally, for those of you who might like to know, I am recovering very nicely from emergency surgery on December the 8th after having my appendix removed. I'm able to get back out into my wood shop and it feels good to be ankle deep in wood shavings and sawdust again. But yesterday I was finishing the closet organizer that I was building for my daughter and my granddaughter and I was listening to Phil Keggy's version of the old Irish hymn Be Thou My Vision. One line in the song caught my attention as I worked and it goes like this. Be thou my breastplate, my sword for the fight. Be thou my armor, be thou my might. God was faithful to me and preserved me one more time as I tested by the devil in this attack of acute appendicitis. So I just threw down my tools and stopped and give God praise that he is still God and is faithful to those who are faithful and obedient. All right, enough of that. Let's get on with the fourth watch, the final watch of the day, wrapping up the day from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock in the evening. It is the eighth and final watch of the day. If you will recall, we have established that Jesus was crucified and hung on the cross at the sixth hour, noon, through the ninth hour of the day at 3 o'clock in darkness. Let's go back to Matthew 27, 45, and let's add Verse 46. Now from the sixth hour darkness fell upon all the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabatini. And that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Luke gives a similar account in Luke 23 verses 44 through 46. And that reason it was now about the sixth hour and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour because the sun was obscured and the veil of the temple was torn in two and jesus crying out with a loud voice said father into your hands i commit my spirit having said this he breathed his last now let's stop and unpack that for a moment the thing to consider here is that jesus gave up his spirit at the ninth hour or three o'clock thereabout, if memory serves me correctly There was an earthquake, and the temple veil was torn in two. Does that have any significance? Yes, it does. You see, Jesus died not only to fulfill the law for the sake of righteousness, for the sake of ceremony, and for the sake of delayed judgment, so that all could be saved. He died on the cross so that we who are saved would have direct access to the Father through Jesus himself. How did he do that? Remember, the temple veil was torn in two. Beforehand, the temple was necessary. It was a conduit to God. It's where the Ark of the Covenant was, the mercy seat. Only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies where the mercy seat was to make the blood offering for the sins of Israel when that veil was torn in two. It gave all who except Jesus as Lord and Savior access to the Father, because jesus was the high priest who entered into the holy of holies not made by the hands of man to offer his blood for the sins of all mankind now i want you to listen very closely and very carefully to the next verse it's a verse that many of you are familiar with but it's quite possible you've never seen it in the light and i'm going to shine on it this one verse is perhaps one of the strongest supporting passages of what i'm presenting and that is that these watches are indeed blocks of time for prayer. Acts chapter 3 verse 1 reads, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. Now one thing to consider is this. Jesus had been crucified. Jesus has ascended, and Holy Spirit has been poured out on all mankind. And Peter and John are still going to the temple. And if that's not enough to convince you, consider Acts chapter 10, verses three, thirty, 30, and 32. And verse 3 reads, About the ninth hour of the day, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God who had just come in and said to him, Cornelius. Acts chapter ten thirty. Cornelius said, Four days ago to this hour, I was praying in my house during the ninth hour, and behold, a man stood before me in shining garments. Acts chapter 10, verse 32. Therefore, send to Joppa and invite Simon, who is called Peter, to come to you. He is staying at the house of Simon the Tanner by the sea. Notice that Cornelius was praying again at the ninth hour, and he gives account of such to Peter about the instructions he was given to go to Joppa and get Peter. As a result, Cornelius' whole household was saved. This watch is watched. Pray, and righteous prayers of the saints. History will change. Now don't laugh at that statement. History has changed before at the mighty hand of God. It will change again. Here's the caveat: history is going to change for the better. Now having said that, let me say this: it's probably going to get worse. Before it gets better, and it may not get much better until Christ returns. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 60, verses 11 through 22. Your gates will be continually open, they will not be closed by day or night, so that men may bring to you the wealth of the nations with their kings led in procession. For the nation and the kingdoms which will not serve you will perish and the nations will be utterly ruined. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the box tree, the cypress, together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I shall make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you, and all those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet, and they will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion, of the Holy One of Israel. but on verse 18, violence will not be heard again in your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No longer will you have the sun for light by day, nor the brightness will moon give you light. And if you have the Lord for an everlasting light and your God for your glory, Your sun will no longer set, nor will your moon wane, for you will have the Lord of an everlasting light, and the days of your mourning will be over. Then all your peoples will be righteous. They will possess the land forever, the branch of my planting, the works of my hands, that I may be glorified. The smallest one will become a clan, and the least one a mighty nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Let's look at verse 21 there for a hot minute. It says, then all your people will be righteous. Then indicates condition after an act of God. All means all. We will possess the land, a kingdom forever. Then let's address the branch of my planting, the work of my hands. Wow. I'll come back to that in a moment. For what reason are all these promises being fulfilled? It's not for my sake, nor is it for your sake. It is so that God may be glorified. Amen. Hallelujah. I long for the day. Let's look at the branch of my planting, the work of my hands. Well, Jesus is the branch of God's planting, and that planting took root, and we are part of that which was planted. We are part of the work of God's hands. Remember, at the moment, we're in Isaiah. But in John 15, verses 1 through 5, we read, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. Now, Jesus said that you don't bear fruit, you get cut away. If you do bear fruit, you still get cut back, but only that you may bear more fruit. The apostle Paul took it a step further in Romans chapter 11, verses 17 through 22. And that reads, but if some of the branches were broken off and you, although a wild olive shoot were grafted in among others and now sharing the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember it is not you who supports the root, but the root that supports you. And you will say, branches are broken off so that I may be grafted in. That's true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through the faith. So do not become proud, but fear. If God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note the kindness and severity of God, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you will be cut off. Now, some say that those who are fallen were the Jews, and in context of the Scripture, that would be true. Those who were broken off for their unbelief were Jews. But the same applies to the Gentile nations, and no... I'm not preaching replacement theology here where the church gets all the blessing and the Jew gets all the curses. That's hogwash. Suppose you make a public confession that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that you, being a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in. However, you plod along and your walk with God wanes. You stop going to church, you stop reading scripture, you stop praying, and you revert to your old lifestyle. You will be cut off because you have not continued in his kindness does that say you lose your salvation no it means that it's doubtful you are truly saved in the first place the seed that sprouted within you is in shallow soil if you don't know what i'm talking about go and look up Jesus' parable of the seed salvation and soil types in which is planted called the parable of the sower zechariah chapter 1 verses 10 and 11 It says that there was a man standing among the myrtle trees, answered and said, These are those whom the Lord has sent to patrol the earth. So they answered the angel of the Lord, who was standing among the myrtle trees, and said, We have patrolled the earth. And behold, all the earth is peaceful and quiet. Zechariah 1, 18-21 Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, there were four horns. So I said to the angel who was speaking with me, what are these? And he answered me and said, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. And the Lord showed me four craftsmen. And I said, what are these coming to do? And he said, these are the horns which have scattered Judah so that no man lifts up his head. But these craftsmen have come to terrify them, to throw down the horns of the nation who have lifted up their horns against the land of Judah in order to scatter it. You may say, what does that have to do with price eggs in China? Well, I have some personal experience in the aforementioned passages in Zechariah, and they both came about during this particular watch from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 6 o'clock in the evening. Two years ago, I was battling for my livelihood and my household. A mandate by a president that all health care workers take a COVID vaccine was in effect. I refused. Initially, I was given a deadline of December 5th, 2021 to comply. And the Lord led me to Haggai chapter 2. Haggai chapter 2, 18 through 20 reads, Now set your heart back from this day on, from the 24th day of the ninth month since the day of the temple of Adonai was founded. Set your heart. Is there still seed in the storehouse? Also the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree. Are they still bearing fruit? From this day on, I am going to bless you. Now, the 24th day of the ninth month is the ninth month of Kesled, not September. The twenty fourth day of the ninth month twenty twenty one was December the fifth the deadline. It just so happened that a federal judge blocked the mandate prior to the deadline, giving me a reprieve. What does that have to do with the passages in Zechariah? Well, I'm getting to that. I will remind you at this time about what I mentioned earlier in another episode when God records a specific date in the Bible, I set up and take notice. But the reprieve that I received was short-lived and the Supreme Court upheld the mandate so my job and my career were again on the chopping block. This time I was given a deadline January 25th, 2022 to comply. Again, I refused. Now this is where Zechariah came in. If you recall Zechariah chapter 2 where the four horns scattered Judah and Jerusalem are mentioned, you'll probably remember there are four craftsmen sent to throw down the four horns. If you continue reading in Zechariah chapter 2, you will see that God declares that the cities of Judah and Jerusalem will thrive, and that he would be a fiery wall of protection around them. That all occurs on the 24th day of the 11th month, which happened to be January 25th, 2022. That's all the comfort and assurance I needed. I stood firm and fast in my denial, that being said, all that happened two years ago. I took the promises God made during the time and the season that I found myself in and claimed them prayerfully. I can tell you, boasting in the Lord that I have not missed a day's work to the, due to the mandate, and I am still gainfully employed, and I am able to provide for my family through God's provision during this time this last watch of the day, the fourth day watch. There are multiple prayers throughout the Bible that you can pray and perhaps should pray. Ephesians 1, verses 15 to 23 being one of them. But I'm going to conclude this 50th episode of The Watchman Speaks with a prayer that Jesus prayed. John chapter 17. Listen closely. I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you had given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words which you gave me, I have given them, and they received them, and truly understood that I came forth from you, and they believed that you sent me. I ask on their behalf. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them, for I am no longer in the world and yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me, and I guarded them, and not one of them perished, but the son of perdition, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, so that they may have my joy made in full themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, and they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have made your name known to them, and will make it known, so that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. I challenge you. Read that chapter aloud every day during this watch for a month. Just try it. Read it every day for a month during this time. See if anything happens. See if anything changes. I dare say that your history will be rewritten because the impact of this prayer on your future. Your prayer during this watch will change history. I am the old watchman Ezekiel, and you have been warned. Well, that's all for now. I thank you for your time and participation. Our time together is precious to me. Please, come and visit me at theoldwatchman.com for show notes, articles, video content, book reviews, Bible study material reviews, and Bible study methods. It's my hope and prayer that you get to know me through this podcast. Through the website at theoldwatchman.com, I can get to know you. If you liked the content, consider following The Old Watchman on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. See you next time. May nothing in your life be missing, nothing in your life be broken. Shalom.